Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I mean, they, they have Lamar Jackson. They have a great running game. They have a improving defense, and they added Roquan Smith, who makes a huge difference in the run game. So I think they have just as good a shot as pretty much, you know, the Bills have question marks you, now. You, it, it's not close offensively between the Dolphins and the Ravens when two is under center. You would agree with that, right? And, and, the, and from the passing standpoint. From a passing standpoint, they're yes, they're passing. All right, but offense. they but they've also added Jeff Wilson. Like they feel pretty good about the run well, game with Mostert. I know you and I don't. You know, if you got two backs, you don't have one. Whatever, but well, Jeff you, Wilson. I mean, I'm you, not you gonna, can you can try to find all the things you can. You can spin this any way you want to. Who gets the check in that box? Offense, Miami does. So if you're going to base this just so solely on a improving Baltimore defense. I think you're well, wrong to do say, that I right would now. Say, I would right say, now, you're wrong. I would say the, the the Dolphins have the advantage in the passing game, and the Ravens have the advantage in the run game. And I think what you need more of Good in the Lord. playoffs is is to be able to run the ball. I was listening to uh, somebody on some, you know, I don't, I don't remember what it, what it was, but this this NFL former coach was talking about how he doesn't trust the Bills because they can't run the ball. And they rely too much on Josh Allen, who now they have been saying time. that for two years. What you just heard that from somebody? Oh, <laughs> the hell you talking about? But, Tell you that every day for two years on this show. Well, you know, sometimes it's 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 uh, it's, yeah. it's the person who says it. Mm-hmm. Like Jason you, say like, oh, they say like, oh, that's exactly right. Yeah, exactly. Because you're because you you're yeah. you have an agenda. They say like, yeah. you 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 constantly have an agenda. John say like, oh, <laughs> revelation. <laughs> But that was the guy's point: is that the te- the teams who can run the ball are the teams that win the Super Bowl, right? So the Chiefs can run the Super Bowl, or they can they can they can run the ball when they need to. They got Elair, they can got they? Pacheco. They can. It, it's not great. It hasn't looked so good lately. We loved Pacheco in that open, that one. Chris Consworth. Wait till you see this guy. He's they, got the stuff. Then they started him, and he hasn't done anything since. Exactly. Um, you know the the Titans can run the ball. Therefore, they're going to have a chance. They're going to have a chance in the playoffs. The Eagles. It's all they do. All they do is run the ball. They're going to have a chance. The Giants can run the ball. They can run the hell out of the ball. In the end, the Titans couldn't make the offensive plays that they needed to. The Titans right to keep that lead. Titans could not. But like there, there are there's going to be like the Ravens could have. Lamar could have have won that game in Arrowhead. He's going a long way to try to put the Ravens above the Dolphins right now. And ain't nobody buying it. What's the Dolphins? But you. I should have looked at the. So you should bet on the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl. I'm just we're going one. The Dolphins are plus two thousand. Okay. Plus, and the Ravens are plus a thousand. Okay. The books know. The books know. Dolphins ain't that. They ain't them, bro. They ain't them. Plus, t- we know Tua is just one hit away from being take- taken out of the game again. Uh, again, I had the caveat when Tua is in there. Yeah, uh, they are impressive though. That, there's no doubt. Dude, that that offense can hit you. Anytime. Is he? Uh, is he the coach of the year? You can't. You can't. No, nah, it's Sirianni. You can't guard Waddle and Hill. That's true. You can't guard them both. Yeah. So if he's upright, yeah, you're right. Like that offense gonna score thirty something. I think a lot of teams come out of the AFC now. Like we there was a there was a point where it was like Bills and Chiefs. I mean, it was forty two thirty eight in the game with Baltimore. Right, right. But again, that was the that was a ma- massive collapse from Baltimore for that to happen. It was their defense has been the question mark this season. Again, they've shorted up. I'm not putting them over the Dolphins yet. I'll let you do it. And you in Vegas? Do you have do you have new concerns? New fresh concerns about the Buffalo Bills circling the wagons? Well, it all depends on the health of that uh, that elbow. More on that in the rundown. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Baltimore Ravens get the win. Very, very hard-earned hard-earned win on the road in New Orleans. Anytime Smack you them. go into the Caesar Superdome. Man, it ain't what it used to be, is it, John? And get that dub. Unless it, it's the Raiders coming in there. Yeah. Then they're like Super Bowl-caliber Saints. That's right. That's right. They they I, When they're at home, they are a different You team. guys are terrible. You are a poverty franchise. And it should be addressed. The, the season is going to turn around. With more than just Josh McDaniel's head. We're going to destroy Jeff Saturday's Indianapolis Colts 
this weekend. Saturday's Colts. Yes. If you can't beat these clowns with Saturday, the Hebron Christian coach. <laughs> You're right. And Sam Ellinger. Then y'all don't deserve <laughs> to be in the league. We should be relegated. Relegation. We should go to the CFL. USFL. Oh, with the showboats. Showboats. <laughs> Have we talked about that? Is that that no. is that really happening? I, it, I don't know. The it Tampa Bay Bandits are I becoming mean, the showboats. So we're getting the USL, USFL team. Feels like it. I saw the tweet. Feels like it was real. Well, I think the Raiders can probably uh, you know fit right in <laughs> with, with the USFL. Man. Y'all run the bottom of that league too. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's ugly. I with Devonte, I, 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 I did bet the Raiders. Trash. I bet the Raiders this weekend. I had to on principle. Six and a half against these Colts. If you can't beat these guys by a touchdown, then you should be relegated for real. Just tear it down. Tear it all down. It's Jeff Saturday. It's Jeff Saturday. Like, you can't. This guy's not even in the building. He's an, he's an ESPN analyst. I don't know how those coaches that have been there come back to work. I agree. And it's haven't not, been skipped in the way that they were. And, and, I thought he had cleaned house. Right. That that was the only way this made sense. Yes. You got deserving dudes in there that are still in the room. Well, the, the, that at least deserving to be the interim. You know, the trifling part of it was they fired the, the brother who was the OC who didn't even call the plays man, before man, Reich. Man. And then they brought in a dude that wasn't even in the building. He's an analyst, but, you know, Rasheed Wallace was an analyst for Memphis. We know what that looks like. So he, the brother had to take the fall for plays he wasn't even calling. Ain't that something. You know? And then they bring in a dude from – Doesn't surprise me in the least. Um, they bring in a dude from, you know, ESPN. It's crazy. And that's why we're bringing in Jay-Z. Well, I, I – Future I, owner I, with I, Bezos. He was supposed to turn around the whole thing. Of the commander With the halftime show and stuff. I guess he got Rihanna, so – yeah, yeah. And the show last the show last year was really good. So I suppose he has See him it. and Bezos been meeting. Yeah. More about that in the rundown as well. All right, we'll come back with lots to come in the rundown, including the Bezos update uh, and the, maybe the USFL returning to Memphis. Uh, get excited. Back with the rundown. Jason and John, how do you turn to film? ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, it's the Rundown, presented by ExploreStLouis.com. The biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Memphis basketball. Big Memphis. Big Memphis wins its first game of the season. Nice to kick off the season with a dubski. And very little drama, like you told Benson. I love I love no drama, man. I mean uh, no drama, you're right. It's none. No, that game started. It was Zero nine to three. Drama. And um and they just, you know, they never really let Vanny back into it. I mean, if you want to say, you know, a, a deficit of uh, cutting it to eight is letting them back in it, but not on the road. I would say, you know, you're not back in a game until it's within two possessions. That's kind of my my line that I'll draw there. So I don't think Memphis uh, and they promptly, you know, stepped on their necks <clears throat> as soon as that happened. Um, it was a drama-free debut for the University of Memphis, which is nice. Now, that's not going to be the case at St. Louis. Um, I think that's going to be. Uh, Memphis will be an underdog in that game. They were favored against Vanderbilt. They'll be an underdog. A, a very, very short 
underdog. It's now projected two-point loss by Ken Palm. It was three yesterday. Yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming Memphis will come in as a two-point underdog. It'll be around that. Because um, a lot of times, because, you know, it's hard to it's hard to set, you know, odds for college when you have 300. No, it's, it's not even 363 now. It's like 378 or something. Um, most of these books just lean on Ken Palm. So it'll just be, it'll be Memphis plus two here. Um, it won't be that for St. Louis, but again, I do think you're seeing you're seeing the early indications of some growth from Penny Hardaway, but also all the things that we talked about in the preseason, everything we said about adding Kendrick Davis, about bringing back Kendrick, uh, DeAndre Williams, about you know the nucleus, Chandler Lawson, Malcolm Dandridge. You know, you've added a couple new faces in there, but these are all old guys, and you mentioned it, and just the experience, the most experienced team in college basketball. Number one. Folks, that is going to lead to a lot of wins. It, is, it just is. Uh, old teams that have talent don't lose. Now, is it the talent that people may be accustomed to in terms of NBA? No. I don't know if there's a guaranteed NBA player on this team. But you don't have to have an NBA player to win a, a, a championship. You don't have to have an NBA player to make a run You know, in the NCAA tournament. You just don't. Um, it would be nice, but it's not, it's not required. You know, what you have to have is in college basketball, what you truly have to have is you have to have somebody that you can point to and say, when things are going south, who is going to dig me out of this jam? I called him the shovel yesterday. They didn't have a hole to dig in yesterday. But Kendrick Davis is him. That's him. He's the guy who, when things are going wrong and the building's on fire, he's going to come in and he's going to put it out. He's going to get to the free throw line. He's going to make a big-time shot. He was 2 of 6 from 3 last night. That's really all you need from him. He can do more. On an ankle, by the way, too. Yeah, on an ankle. Um, and, 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 and 100%. Teams are going to scout for him, so it's not going to ever come easily. But, you know, he's a singular force. Uh, much in the way, as I said in the beginning of the show, Jeremiah Martin was for the Tigers. He has the same capabilities. He demands the same level of game planning and attention. So it is going to allow a guy like Keontae Kennedy, who didn't do it last night, but it will allow him in the future – to like if it would not shock me if he had a 16 point game against St. Louis because he's going to have to, he's going to have to, or whether someday it's Demaria Franklin, mm-hmm. whether he gets out, right? Who Penny <clears throat> says is the third best player on the team, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought last night was a, a smashing success for Memphis, even as I don't like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't find Vanderbilt to be very good, I don't think they have much talent. Doesn't matter. It's a road win in college basketball. Georgia sucked last year too. Ole Miss sucked last year too. You lost those games. You won this one, and that's the difference. That's all it takes. Um, it's not going to be something that you know we're we're looking up in March saying, "Man, Memphis beat Vanderbilt. Look how good Vanderbilt." No, but it's that you you won on the road. You didn't lose again. It could very well be a quad one opportunity, John. Quad one win could be. Could be. Yeah, yeah. They stay you're top, in the SEC. They I stay mean, top seventy five yeah. because they're in the SEC. It's a good chance of that. Yeah, they were to start it, so you're fine. You know, it could very well stay that way. They. I mean, it's it's impossible to replace Scottie Pippen. I mean, that's the thing they're dealing with. Not leading scorer in the SEC last which year, which is which is. Understand that was his first winning record at Vandy wow. last year. That's crazy. So you know, you know, it, it's a job. There's no question about it. They made the NIT, I think, 19 and 17. Mm-hmm. So I think this is Jerry Stackhouse's last year. I don't see this going very well. I mean, this was year four, and they, they did. I, you know, they got to 19, and I think maybe last year. Yeah, 19, 17, pretty sure. But that was with Scottie Pippen. Now you don't have Scottie Pippen. He's gone. So you're they're going to struggle. But look, they are in the SEC, so they'll pick up random good wins. You know, you don't need him to pick up a lot. Just pick up two. They said they beat Xavier in the preseason. I heard Gary talking about it, and Xavier is expected to uh, be a NCAA tournament this year. I don't know. I'm with you. This isn't some overly good Vandy team, but going and taking care of business like that on the road against a team with SEC athletes, you'll take that all day long. And, and it feels like, John, too, I was I was trying to count that up. Between Count this up. Between Malcolm, DeAndre, Chandler Lawson, and your boy K.O., uh, I think it ended up 34 points from those inside guys. And can you be a team like I talked about with you earlier this week uh, 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 on Monday? 
can you be a team that beats up other teams inside, especially with your experience? That the fact that you know the head of that is a 26-year-old that's been through the wars and that brings the energy and is basically the heartbeat of this team. It feels like on many a night, mm-hmm. especially once you're in the conference play, but on many a night, maybe even here in the non-conference, you're going to be able to beat teams up inside. I don't know that you're going to get nine and six from Dandridge every night, but he was diving for loose balls. He was active. Chandler Lawson got some easy buckets last night. Again, off some uh, uh, nice ALO pass. You know, it, between that DeAndre and what you could possibly get from KO, who did not play second half, but we know can be a shot changer, everything else, did give you the four rebounds in six minutes. There's a chance, man, that you can dominate teams inside. And again, you, you, you need to. Yep. You need to create second chance opportunities, try to dominate teams inside, because this does not look like it's going to all of a sudden become some great perimeter team. Yes, you got an answer man mm-hmm. in Kendrick Davis, but you don't want all of that to rely on him. It just it, it feels like there's the possibility and, and, and the lineup, right, the roster to maybe dominate some of these teams inside. Do you have a Jalen Duran type in there? No, but you got all the experience. And you got a man nobody wants to see in there coming at him in DeAndre. DeAndre, that dude, you know, when you're at the Y and somebody's in there with their shirt off, taking it way too seriously. Oh, yeah. And so it makes you let up a little bit. Absolutely. You're like, because this ain't, this ain't worth it. That's what DeAndre Williams does to other college basketball players, and especially young ones, 18, 19-year-olds. It's like, man, this dude's 26. He shouldn't even be here. Forget this. I ain't, I ain't going to go. That's what DeAndre Williams does. And so, there's, like I said, there's an opportunity, it feels like, offensively. We know this team's going to be good defensively. Yep. It's been a trademark of Penny Hardaway's teams. But maybe to offset what feels like a lack of shooting, you can dominate inside like they did last night. Shoot, what, 67 68% inside the arc. So, again, one game, yep. it was against SEC athletes, will be a step up certainly against St. Louis. Uh, but a nice, nice start for, uh, for the Memphis basketball program. Next story. All right, Josh Allen talked about this last segment is being evaluated for a right elbow injury that came late in that game against the that loss to the Jets. Many of us were just sort of focused on the upset loss, the fact that the Jets won Robert Sala and the Jets sitting here with six wins. Nobody would have ever predicted, predicted it. Uh, but apparently his status is still up in the air for the team's game. It's a very important one as well. feels like they're all important for the Bills. Uh, this one's against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, McDermott said all the coach speak stuff. We're just going to get through it, still evaluating it. We'll see where it goes. I'll know more in the next 24 hours and then probably be able to check in with uh, media back on Wednesday. Uh, he suffered the injury late on the last drive of that 20-17 to loss. Uh, Bryce Huff. Uh, got past Quisenberry uh, and apparently hit Allen's throwing arm on that one. So, uh, again, we talk about, I mean, you don't have a team mm-hmm. if you don't have Josh Allen. Everything is built around him. John's right. That run game still relies very heavily on him in terms of what he what he does for that, that, that entire offense, not just the passing game. So anything here short of uh, – you know, if, if Josh Allen is any kind of way seriously uh, in, in danger of missing games, even if it's just a game, Bill's in trouble. Uh, we'll get more of a word, I suppose, on it for tomorrow, but this monitor's watching. For what I still feel like, even though they're 0-2 in the AFC East, can't even believe that, still feel like this is still the best team in football. Yeah, I mean, they, they have the most upside, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're so relying on the big play um, that when they are getting those, from Stephon Diggs, from Gabe Davis, from Josh Allen himself, they are very tough to beat. But it's like it's a little bit like, are they the New York Yankees of the NFL in that they can only win one way? They can only win when they're knocking out home runs. They can't do the. They can't get the infield base hit. They can't get the infield double. They can only. They're either going to strike out or they're going to go yard and they're going to kill you. Are they? Are they the Yankees in that way? Because to me, like that's what the Astros do so well. The Astros can, you know, Altuve will just have you know a base hit here Small and volume. there. It's hundred percent. I do think you got to be able to do that at some point in the NFL season. You got to be able to show you can win if if it's just hitting the fan. If you're not getting the big play, if <clears throat> you're in the Super Bowl and Darius Slay is taking Stephon Diggs out of the game, can you get eight yards from Devin Singletary? And uh, didn't they acquire Naheem Hines? Hines yeah. That's, they they right. feel this way too, John, yes. and that's yes. why they so, – you know, whether Hines can be a difference maker is to yes. be determined. Because, look – But clearly I, they need, felt like they needed to shore up that run game. I think like, like the Ravens are kind of the opposite of that. The Ravens are the team that thrives doing only the small ball things. They don't really have a lot of explosion 
offensively. They'll get like Lamar will rattle one off, but they're trying to, you know, do it by death by a thousand cuts. Oh, 100%. 10 plays, 12 play drives, yeah. 15 sometimes. Eagles kind of the same way, although they can. AJ's giving them yeah, a take a top off. They know, can do that. Dimension now. They can That's definitely different. do that. Um, so it's just interesting to sort of look around the league at the teams who are really, truly capable of doing both. There aren't a ton. That's the good news for uh, for the Bills in this case. But I I do think the injury leaves it a little bit more wide open than it was. And that's the, that's the thing about the NFL, bro. We were talking about this coming in. Whether it's fantasy, whether it's NFL, actually, like it's a week-to-week league. And what we thought was true three weeks ago is a totally different picture in a lot of ways now. And it'll, and, and, that's, that's so true. And three weeks from now. We'll be saying something else. We'll be saying something different. Like who's who's emerging? Well, we might be talking about the Bengals. Well, just a couple of weeks ago, right? Exactly. I was just going to go there. A couple of weeks ago, before the Jamar injury, we would have had the Bengals are on the upswing. They're going to be one yep. of those teams, you know, right there. With and the they're hanging around. I mean, they beat the crap out of the Panthers this weekend. They got the Steelers, uh, you know, a week from now. They'll win that game. So, I think they got flexed out. By the way, that was going to be a Sunday night football game. They flexed it out for Chiefs Chargers round two. Thankfully, I wish they could flex these Thursday games. Yeah. No. Gosh, Carolina, Atlanta, come on, bro. That was that was one. I was watching. Uh, I don't. Remember, I guess it was Thursday. It was Thursday, and uh, they were showing the highlights of the. Uh, now it was an entertaining game. Now, but it's like it's it was two awful teams, two bad teams, and if they were trying to sell it like the rematch, the dramatic rematch, mm. Carolina, Atlanta, yeah. and uh, you know Al Michaels was giving everything he had, but you cannot. They much you can do with that. They're trying to sell salt. Even Al's slugs here. Al's rolling his eyes, saying it. We'll all watch it though, won't we? Yeah, we have. If you put two dead dogs, if you put NFL tags on them, we're going right. to watch it. Yeah, two dead dogs. Uh, not far off, Atlanta and, uh, and Carolina. All right, we'll come back. Norton Hurd, the fourth, is going to join us when we come back. Uh, we'll talk to him about the game last night, Memphis getting Mikey Williams, uh, that 2023 yeah. recruiting class for Penny Hardaway, and more. Stick around. Jason and John, 90 FM, ESPN. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers, you get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up. FanDuel makes it easy with promo code JSmith, if you would. Uh, once again, that's J-S-M-I-T-H. FanDuel's got all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. You can dig in deep, and you can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout. That's called the same game parlay. Great little way to bet a couple of bucks with a nice little tank of gas for me. Go bigger if you like. With live betting, you'll get updated odds on games that have already started all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best app in the game, as far as I'm concerned. So sign up today with the promo code, again, Smith for your no-sweat-first bet. That's promo code J-S-M-I-T-H. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL and of 929FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem call Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-9789. Coming up at 2, it's the Giannato and Jeffrey Show. Mark Giannato, lead columnist from the Commercial Appeal, and Jeffrey Wright, college football and BetQL analyst. Giannato and Jeffrey, weekdays 2 till 4 p.m., 92.9 FM, ESPN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. His name is Norton Hurd the fourth. You know him, you love him. Team Tab Program Director and Coach. He's our grassroots basketball guru, entrepreneur, business owner. You can follow him on Twitter, too, at Dream Big Herd. He always brings the energy, and he was just bringing it off, Mike. We'll see if he brings it on. Uh, let me ask you this, Hurd, because he was at the basketball game last night in Nashville, the Memorial Gym, uh, where the Tigers got a victory over Vandy. How hot was it in that gym last night, Her, I hear there's no air in, in the main part of Memorial. Jerry Stackhouse was sweating like two minutes in in that suit. 
Uh, it was extremely hot in there. Uh, I don't know if that's a strategy thing or just a Vanderbilt history thing, because uh, we all know the SEC and a school like Vandy, you know, as high technology as it is, uh, could easily get some air. Uh, but yeah. it was extremely hot from the fans to the coaches to the players to media and everybody. Yeah, time. and you're used to much more, much better facilities. Like where you go, you're just on a day-to-day basis, you're not used to being anywhere unconditioned, unair conditioned like that. No. Do I'm, better, Vandy. Yeah, I'm not sure in, anywhere in 2022. Even some of our uh, high schools in the urban city now has exactly air that, 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 that used to then. Wooddale have. got air over there. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I'm not a Wooddale. Or, I, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't know about the East Memphis schools, but you know, back in the day, Westwood. Memorial ain't got no air, man. Wooddale and Sheffield all got air. See them the East Memphis school, but like white uh, Mitchell, Westwood, all them. You hear, Chris? They did, but they're pretty cool now compared to Bandy. What did you think of the performance by the Tigers? Man, y'all jumping right in with fish grease, okay? Well, you were there. I, well, what, what would you like to talk eyes. about? You want to keep talking about the air conditioning situation? Would you like to improve it across the city of Memphis? <laughs> no, this is y'all's show. I'm just yes. happy to yeah. be a guest here. The air conditioning uh, was the icebreaker. Now we get to the right. Real yeah, stuff. that was like the setup to the to the. That game. was to get you getting feeling comfy. <laughs> okay, okay. You've been doing this long enough. Yes, sir. I I, I have. <laughs> I have. I, I thank you guys for that. Uh, the game. So I, I want to say this first. I was privileged to check out both practices in the last week. This so is I, why we bring them So in. I saw Memphis practice about a week or so ago. Uh, I saw Vandy practice on Sunday. Uh, and so it's a kind of remind me not saying they are too – well, they heavy right, heavyweights in their own, but it kind of reminds you of like a heavyweight fight because you're listening to the radio, you see Vandy practice, you see – Memphis practice, and so by if you was going by the practices, you would say maybe a tight game. You know, if you was listening to sports radio, think some people uh, had like Vandy a one or two point favorite. Some people had Memphis a one and two. That's the right. Yeah, Ken, it was, Palm, Ken Palm had it as a yeah, yeah, Memphis was one or two point. Memphis game. closed as a actually the number came down at the at the at the horn there. I think they closed it around two and a half. Two and a so half. So you're right. It was so expected to be close. It, it, it was expected to be close. Some people thought by Vandy being the home team that they should have probably, you know, got the edge or whatever. Uh, but I, I, when the game started, uh, Memphis showed Memphis culture. And what I mean by that is Vandy is a good team. Uh, Vandy can is one of the best shooting teams around. Vandy is going to – this win is going to be bigger than y'all think in the future because Vandy is going to be some SEC team. I told you, Johnny, it's probably going to be a quad one victory for Memphis. Yeah, uh, but what Memphis did is what we like to do down here, even with my program, they were so aggressive defensively. Mm-hmm. They were so aggressive switching. They were so aggressive getting up under Vandy shooters and players. And when you do that to a team and you win a rebound about it and you punch them in the mouth – and you come with that swagger and you get in the open court, it was just too much. And Memphis did it from the jump. And yeah. if you was in there, Vandy came loud and proud. The student section was off the chain. It was a great atmosphere, all pretty much sold out. And Memphis came out, hit them in the mouth. And, and, and I want to add to that by saying we have a lot of great radio personalities in you know, Memphis and 92.9, I made sure I didn't want to hear nobody else this morning. Because, I would, cause, you know, sometimes you can hear somebody else's opinion go yeah, through your head. Because yeah. I wanted to make sure I was the first person listening to myself on this. Uh, and what we got to go back to, I can't say what's going to happen tomorrow. I can't say what's going to happen next week. Mm-hmm. But the reason the game was won last night, hell is not a cussing word on here, is it? You're no. Fine. Okay. Fine. Because Coach Penny Hardaway coached a hell of a game, and had the team ready, the team that everybody was boring about in the city, the team that everybody wanted to come with stars. I'm not as big of a baseball and horse guy as y'all, but if this was baseball, he had to come with three home runs. Mikey Williams day, the next day to 6-6, and then you throw Vandy. And you go to their home, and the game was close in the end. It was really a 20-point game, and you showed the world that was telling me, it was people telling me, because he his schedule is very tough this year, mm-hmm. it was people telling me, going to Vandy, going to St. Louis, VCU here, it could be a 0-3 start. 
And after last night with the confidence and how he had them prepared and how he coached his butt off, and, I, and, and I'm very cool with both coaches. Jerry Stackhouse is a good friend of mine, and he does a great job too because that to be an academic school. But the topic today, that's why I didn't listen to no other sports radio. I don't know what everybody else twist was, but for the rest of this day, I hope I'm not the first one to say it, and I know we give him heck a lot. Penny Hardaway had those boys more prepared than anybody would have bet it before the game. I've, now, n- I've never seen him this giddy about, now, now, about Penny and Memphis. <laughs> I've never seen you this giddy. <laughs> I do need to take issue with your premise. Okay. Okay, okay. so that's where we're going to start. Okay. You said Penny hit three home runs. Okay. Okay, that was your that was your analogy. For, yeah. For uh, Mikey Williams, home run. Yep. Grand slam in some ways. Yep, 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 right. yep. If it was bowling, I'd say a turkey. It was pretty good. 100%. Yep. The, the win last night, I would give you that. The the two star was more like a single. <laughs> that was more this, like a. In, I mean, that was it. We this, got on this, base. What, what about the four star? This, this is. Yeah. The, did we count the four star? Well, no, he, no yeah. this is the thing. That wasn't a two star. He was a borderline four star, and, and and since we in the holiday spirit, yeah. Everybody go bring food <laughs> over on Thanksgiving. That's right. If the main stuff is good, the turkey, the dressing, the main, we ain't got to cry about somebody didn't put enough sweetness in the Yeah, but you bacon, know how it is sweet on Thanksgiving, though. He don't know about that. No, he people, don't know about People do what, focus what on the sides. People do focus on the sides. He, you know damn well they do. They do what? They focus on the sides on Thanksgiving. Sides are important. The, the sides in many are ways, important. turkey is, it, it's basically like you accept it for whatever it is. That's not what people come for. They want to know about the, you know, the cranberry. They want to know about the the dressing. In, in many ways, it's about the compliment, as opposed. So, you I, know, the compliment here, I, you know, grandma didn't really bring it this year. <laughs> grandma didn't really, bring, but that's okay. We'll just we'll accept it because we love grandma. <laughs> I don't agree with John much, but. I have translated what he just said, and I appreciated what he just said. Okay, I I I, I do, uh, and he has a bit of a point. But the reason I say that was a grand slam is because, in the you really hadn't when you go to day practice. I'm gonna keep it real, and when you listen to the media, people was a kind of down on his roster, not from a production point, but from a name point. You know, we in Memphis, it's not enough for you to have this nice yellow jumpsuit on today, but this same jumpsuit, when you put a Gucci tag on, ah! Right. We like names. Right. You know is, what I'm saying? At the FedEx That's, that's, that's just a hoodie. It's not a jumpsuit, man. You got it. does have Nike on it. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> Makes it a little bit more exciting. <laughs> you, say, you make him sound like he's cleaning up on Sycamore View. Like, I mean, we on the radio. We can wear whatever makes us comfortable in the world. Mm-hmm. You know? That joint, so, is, that joint is fresh. That's a fresh. Much like you, I'm a Nike man. Yeah. Yes, that is yes, a sir. fresh hoodie. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> That that joint is fresh, bro. It's very nice. The point I was trying to make was we love names. And so he hadn't been – we hadn't been getting no no things. So people, oh, Memphis ain't going to get nobody in 23. Yep. And so it's like when they was coming mm-hmm. back to back to back. That's what he does. And though. that's what we do when we do it. That's what he does. This thing went from Memphis, oh, they ain't got no names. Now they're kind of mm-hmm. boring. So them commitments, we was back to talk. And when I say again. we, I'm saying the For city sure. of Memphis and University of Memphis, we were back to talk of the basketball world again. Right. Well, you know, people just have such a crappy attention span, man. You know, like if it's not super shiny and super mm-hmm. sexy, you know, it's just like, all right, well, we got to find the and, – and honestly, I do think in this instance, having John Morant in the same building kind of does work against you because the bar is so damn high to try to compete with that as a sports fan. It's like – consciousness in Memphis because what that dude is doing on a nightly basis is like you cannot there is no competition you know and so if there's any kind of drop off you know it's easy to kind of you know your 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 eyes to shift a little bit to like the new and sexy thing but I do I I said this going into the season like they aren't going to be as talented but they're going to be a better college basketball team and I think that that's a win they were not getting last season Mm -hmm. on the road you know, they lost to Georgia on the road. They lost to Ole Miss. Both those teams are, are, are bad. They were bad teams. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, you know, you like them. I don't as much. But it's still a road win in the SEC, which Memphis did not get a season ago. So I do think in that regard, there's no doubt about it. And it's the first game of the season. They didn't have a warm-up. They didn't have some crappy team they were playing going into that one. They jumped right into it, mm-hmm. and they handled it. That That is a departure from previous seasons, which should, it's, for me it does, give a lot of hope for what this season could ultimately be. 
let me ask you something because I don't think John asked a question there. It was well, actually, it's just like it's it was just, just more of a statement of. Uh, hey, let's let's go but, back but, to the but, yellow jumpsuit. Uh, let's let he'll save the segment. <laughs> and you can help us here because you said you've been inside practice. What what will Demaria Franklin if they get him eligible? What will he add? Penny said he's his third best player in terms of what he brings to the table. What what do you think of of Franklin? From what you've seen, we realize it's just practice, but third best player, you know, Penny's already said he's pretty good and important to the team. Now, to be honest, I think he's pretty good from what I've seen uh, recently. I didn't focus on him too much in practice, but if he's what everyone's saying, the third best player, I think last night showed even without him, and piggyback on what John was saying, uh, this is a not may not have the star power. Mm-hmm. I think, and I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment this early in the season, I think this is a dangerous team. And I think, uh, and I know this is a way bigger lever on what I do, but these are the type of teams I enjoy coaching, and these are the type of teams that make you scarier because sometimes guys with less names or more to prove, they're more dangerous. I mean, they're willing to put in more work. They're willing to do things that it takes to win. They're more to be more productive. Uh, And so if that's the third, and I'm going to tell you somebody we got to give props to. He's uh, one of my young fellas. Uh, and we hadn't always been high on him. It could be me, y'all, the world, because, you know, he been hurt and developing. But Malcolm Dangers was a force last well, night. Well, you can tell John that. John thinks that he shouldn't be starting. So please, you know right, what? please direct this to him. A lot of people I agree did. with you completely. A lot of people did before last night, so I can't. I can't. I well, he can't hates on Malcolm. Well, I don't think there was anything that he showed last night that says, "Oh God, he's got to be the starter for the rest of the year." No question. I asked. think he needs to be the starter for the next game or for the, rest the time of this being. Yes, I agree with that. I agree. But I mean, do I think Malcolm's going to be the starter by the end of the year? I don't. Who would you start at center if they go keep DeAndre at the four? Let's assume. Small, let's ball. assume Ko actually like develops. I don't know what's up with that because I was thinking, oh, when Ko didn't start, so me being a coach. And I don't want to hurt his stock or none. I can only assume that he might have. He's like high risk, high reward. He, he is. Didn't know. play second half because you know what you're getting with Malcolm. You're still teaching Ko in many That's ways. What it while like. while it's raw and there's still a lot, there's a lot there with you know shot changing and block shots, but you're still teaching him the system. Malcolm, Malcolm strong. knows it. Malcolm strong. Malcolm can handle the physicality of the SEC a mm-hmm. little better. I mean, I thought that guy was pretty good, too, but Ma- Malcolm did some – I mean, him and DeAndre go always pl- take some questionable hard shots at crazy moments, but they play so hard you got to appreciate it. I think Malcolm, for me, and that's my young boy, but as far as him being a major role in the team, he made me a believer last night. I think everybody played the guy in. I think Chandler had some some good moments. Uh, what about A-Lo and that backcourt together? Because at one point we're thinking, okay, Penny's moved on. Summer goes on, right? It was some of us. Yeah, some of Alo gets healthy. You put him back in, and all of a sudden, it's you know you're shifting Kendrick Davis over to the two. Just uh, just a first time out. What you thought of that backcourt, the way they play together? Alo gives you a double double. I mean, you know how it is with Alo here. He's very loved, and then there's some people who you know have been ready to move on. Even people who love him, and so I think last night he gave himself a case for anybody who you know, did or didn't like him. I mean, he have a double-double. A lot of people were saying that that backcourt was too small. Uh, a lot of people were saying that uh, they just didn't know how it would work. Mm-hmm. And I think he did a good job. I think Kendrick also did a good job of a guy that's used to averaging close to 20. I don't think he got frustrated or really forced it because even up until late, he only had like eight points mm-hmm. maybe. And he was actually could have scored more, and he made some very good point guard plays. Yeah, John was talking about that uh, earlier. That that no look to McCadden. John, you said some good stuff today. Like I said, I didn't want to listen. Well, to we got to build John back up, right? Hey, now. Well, yeah, this is all part of your plan here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they they're they're good. Like I said, I know some people were a little frustrated with us probably starting two guards. I know some people kind of want the ball and Kendrick hand a little more because he is small too or whatever, and they didn't know how you know people would perceive at him at the two. But I I think. Uh, I think it was just a well-played game it around, was. The, it was. around the board. Like, you like uh, having two-point guards out there in the times that you've had it and it was the right thing in terms of what you can do offensively when you got to – we talked about this with Bain and with Ja right now. With Bain being – showing he can be a playmaker too, how much more dangerous it can potentially make you offensively. You got I, two out there. When I, I love two-point guards because it's more two thinkers, two decision-makers. Mm-hmm. I prefer – like when I had – 
you know, Ball and Tyler, Jalen and Lisbon. I prefer prefer a bigger a big and a small guard. Right. Preferably. I don't I don't or really, traditional. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, Louisville the only most people do a big and a little one. Baines is more of a two and Jada only point unless you know, him and him and Ty's out there together. That's two. Uh, the only guys I know that was and uh, super successful with it was when uh, Rick Pitino had Russ Smith and Peyton Seaton. And That's he right. won the uh, national championship. And they was two flat-out dogs that can score yeah. and mm-hmm. pick up 94 Both feet. of them. Yes. Uh, yeah. Really good from, from that setup. Talking to Norton Hurd, the fourth, the fourth team that program director and coach. All right, we, we, t- we know about the hype machine that is Mikey Williams. But tell us about the player, Mikey Williams. Uh Mikey Williams, just to be complete honest, you know, with you guys, you know, that's what I'm going to bring to the air. Uh, it's If you say his name is not – I mean, if you say his game is not as big as his name, that's being fair, but that's not giving an insult because his name is so big, the only way his game could be as big of it, he would have to be Ja Moranazine. Mm-hmm. So even being a good, productive player – which I think he is. I think he uh he he do bring value. I do think he uh will help Memphis. Uh, uh so he's not sorry or anything. He's not a guy who will come on here. No, no, no. He's a good player. He's a borderline four or five star caliber player. But of course, somebody who people are going to be waiting up the street in line for, you know, that's that. You know, I tell people sometimes it, it it's not his fault the exposure he was able to gain. You know, he didn't oh, yeah. he didn't act you know what I'm saying, he didn't actually he naturally did. It ain't like he Bronny James where he had a daddy of that caliber to bring on right. uh, this. Cause he is the him and Bronny James are the biggest youth social media stars since Zion and Melo Ball. Okay. And all them had more even daddies, not Zion, but even Melo pushing it. Mikey just became a kid. He started dunking in middle school that people naturally mm. like. And this is a Mikey move, though. He usually do the unconventional thing. He usually do his own. I'm going to play high school this year. I'm not. I'm not playing this year, but these are my five tour, my five tour dates like the Jacksons. Y'all be there. These the only, he does things like that. So him picking Memphis over other schools, it makes sense. I think it puts uh, – it's a Penny Hardaway special, too, showing the world like – I'm going to keep people talking about me. y'all said there's no buzz. (laughs) Let me show you. Push this button here, this NIL button. And I'm hearing – I don't know about the NIL. I know he's a good recruiter. And I'm hearing uh, (laughs) – so is Jamal Fisher and all of them. But I'm hearing Uh that, you know, maybe Bronny is still in the mix. Now, I don't want to get Tiger fans too excited because – but can you imagine that? That would have to be the craziest hype in college basketball History in the social media era. <clears throat> Do you really think Bronny would come with Mikey? I mean, it feels like that's a, that's a lot of clashing there. Two enterprises like that in the same and they do the same things they under the, the same, same umbrella. I mean, I don't, we don't we know Penny businesses. will try to do it because he's you know Penny will try anything. But like, do do you, do you think like Bronny would be like I I just feel like the risk outweighs the reward there ten times out of ten. I, I, and, and I'm not trying to make this about Penny having a great day today because I know. We, no, he is. I mean, we he, would be back on him in a month if no, he lose for sure. three games. Like, no, for sure. No, I think no. That's fair. I mean, I that, think if anybody can handle it and want the smoke is Penny. I think Bronny could play point guard. So I didn't play because I played Bronny twice this year. Bronny is actually getting better. Uh I think they can do it because I think Mikey is more of an off guard. I don't think they would bump because one thing about these stars these days, and, and it kind of messed up the competition. They're all the kind of friends. Yeah, they're all used to playing. They hell, they all team up now. They these all days. friends. They all on social media. They all showing each other love. Like they both in Cali right now. I I, I do think it could be. I think it would be bananas. It's already finna be bananas. I'm not sure. I know Ashton Hardaway probably is coming, and I think Penny yeah. is going to, you know, develop more and more relationship with Bronny. You know what? I think you know how us are the teams leaving for the Big Twelve next year. Yeah, this yes. is it. Yes. So I think that this have Penny is so and Memphis are so unique as a city with the fitting. It has helped us more than it hurt us. I'm gonna tell you why. I think guys like Bronny and Mikey, with their brand and with their game, fare well with playing in our league next year. It's a safer move, and I think they consider that. And I think you gotta think about it. Everybody's bashing Memphis, and they're in a weak league next year. Mikey knows this. And he still pick. I think it's all part of the plan. 
I think it's all part of why I'm, if I'm Brandy James, if I'm Mikey Wiz with a cloud of guy, why do I go get beat up in the SEC and ACC? Where I could get exposed. I come here. I still dunk on everybody. Memphis is one of the great cities of, of doing business. And I still give myself, Penny have shown that you can go one and done from here, you can get to the lead. And I think it's smarter. Now we treat this like a Gonzaga situation. I, I, would, I, I think you're right. I would argue if you're not a good player, it doesn't matter what league you're in. True. Because we saw it with Imani Bates last year. If you're not ready, it doesn't matter if you're in the AEC or the Conference USA or whatever, <laughs> you're going to come across as not ready. Okay. If you're good, you know, yes, I think you can be – um, <clears throat> highlighted or accentuated in a way in a, in a lower level school, but you know Amani is a, to me is a perfect example of they probably had the same idea. Hey, we'll go. We're not quite ready for the Big Ten, so we'll go to the AAC. But bro, he had he had eight turnovers against East Carolina, you know, and now he's at Eastern Michigan. He looked good there though. Oh well, sure. I mean, it's impossible not to. He's going to be the best player in that conference by fifteen million miles. But you said if you're not good, you wouldn't be good. Well, at a place like at AAC, I mean, what is that league? The MAC? That's the MAC. That's like a that's that's sure that's that's the MAC. That's the basement. That's the basement <laughs> of college basketball. Eastern Michigan. We play Ball State. I mean, come on, <laughs> play Ball State. So the AAC still has enough good players to where great, yeah. We're mid- you know, with the teams is in there. But next year, them teams won't be in there. No, so I mean, up. but I'm just saying though, like even you know, pick a rant like Tulsa. Like you know, I think them two guys right there would be better than Tulsa. I think them two guys right there would be better than Eastern Carolina. I think them two guys would be, and those are great schools. Now you got to understand now, and you make a great point, John. With the transfer rule, you can't even look at it as schools now because you don't know who go. But they're gonna be real grown men, and that's what we next got to look at Memphis because Memphis losing a lot this year. Yep. And Memphis is, I think they got more good freshmen that's going to follow Mikey. But in the era we in now, we also going to have to get a compliment of transfers. Oh, yeah. That's why I like this kid, you know, like um, this is the way it goes with Penny. You know, he, <laughs> he, he stockpiles some kids and then he's like, oh, well, you're telling me I can get, a, I can get you know, that transfer. I can, get, I can get Mikey Williams. So these kids that commit, like Carl Sharon fan, bro, he ain't coming. He ain't going to make it. Who? Sharon fan. The kid they get, they're like one of their first commits. Like he committed two weeks ago, and everything to me has changed now. Because where's his playing time? Where he from? Hold on, I'm behind. He's the kid that committed from like uh, Fort Lauderdale. He's oh, like, you talking about, uh, what's his first name? Carl. You talking about Carl. Yeah, I ain't know that yet. Bro, I mean, like, Carl like, got some value too, though. Yeah, but he ain't going to make it, man, because you got Jonathan, Jonathan Lawson. He's going to be recruited over. ain't going to play. He's already being recruited over. I think I mean that kid had to know too. Okay, I'm, I'm probably not going to play right away. No, I, I, and I'm I, in it for the long. I, like my my when I when he committed. No, no, talking about me. Like I was saying, I was saying, you know, like if it, you can get a kid like that, Penny's going to recruit over that kid, right? You still do have John, Johnny Money, who I don't, I don't I don't know where he was last night. Got the coach's decision, you know, DNP. So that was kind of interesting. Just as a aside, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know much about that. I was. Kind of in it. I don't. I don't. Penny stayed with the guys that have played. He stayed. He's so literally the most see, experienced why, team in the country. That's why. With the like, guys that I, always, I always. I always on the side of like you get these kids in that also aren't ranked. Was just how the game was going. Hell if I know. But a lot of coaches ain't a lot of you in college basketball to 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 John defense and he makes some good points today. Uh, whoa, this must go be a. It did rain here yesterday. I make good points every single day. Uh, he really does seem to be intent on making some points yeah, today, doesn't he? College it? basketball. Some of the best teams. Do only play like eight players. Yeah. Well, that that's not going to be Penny Hardaway, bro. I mean, he's not. This this is not happening for the full season. I, I, why don't they think Penny is capable of adjustments? Like we've seen it. We've seen it from I him. I think today we got to give him his praise. I just I, think I, I, no. I'm not. Try- I haven't listened to the radio. You I mean he tightened him. up yesterday? Well, he that, tightened yeah, up. I know, but I'm not going to like. Assume and with this that schedule, I would ass- I would assume it with this schedule in the non-conference, they have you're going to have to tighten tough up. Schedule. Yeah, you're going to have to tighten like up. Five SEC. When I looked at the schedule again a few weeks ago, I was like, it's five SEC teams. Whoa, yep. like it's for real. And you know, honestly, I will say this though: I think they're going to win more of the games than people thought. And I think. And I, and I hate doing this earlier in the year because basketball is I've a never seen run, you this giddy about Runs that. and shift. Because it was impressive being I there see. what they did. I think this team going to make the tournament. Well, they're going to make the tournament. Bro, are you can serious? They be, can like, they that was, I, I thought you, that was a big wind-up just you, to say yeah, they're going to make the tournament. It did sound like you were winding up for this going to be at least a second weekend team. You this, know? Th- this team's going to make the tournament? We think they're going to make the tournament. That's the hot take? Are they Dude, gonna, it was people that was, that was seeing this roster and stuff and was talking about their shooting – 
that thought I was just telling you that they was going to start 0 and 3. Oh, and yeah. So if and you expect say that, you don't look at them yeah. well, as a. Well, this show was was like not even considering the possibility that they weren't making. Yeah, you're gonna have tournament. to go a little bit further out on the limb there. Okay, because you got to think about it. Outside of Houston, are you just saying they're better? They're they're better than they're yes. way better than Cincinnati and everybody else. Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, if they're, they're not, up at, we, they're up at twenty eight. They added Ken, now, they added Kendrick so. Davis. They brought back DeAndre Williams. They're the oldest team in college basketball. You know, you have the to make the NCAA tournament. Most experienced team in college basketball. If you don't make the if you don't make the tournament, something went horribly wrong. You can't add the AAC Player of the Year and take a step back. I'm sorry, you cannot do that. I get it, but he, like I said, he did a good job adjusting. When you lose uh, Lester, Imani, and them are guys that, from my understanding. We thought we had. Lester, we Lester was just yeah, it Lester, out. Lester hurt, and you then Acop was in the fold. Acop thought for you sure. had him. Yeah, yes, yeah, that was now that was a you know crazy move that they're just coming into college basketball now. Yep, and so yep. to lose that was dirty. all of that, and then some people hit outside of Davis. They didn't feel like we got the significance. Yeah, it, it's people who didn't think that. I'm telling you, they say like zero oh, and three. You said well, those, right? those are haters. Some those, people those thought zero oh, and six was possible, or that one and five was possible. If they just came out and looked a hot mess now, with, that, with how tough the schedule was, John and I didn't think that that. No, I mean, was looking like that. We we both said second but, place in the AAC tournament know, team. You know how it is when some people think things and it doesn't. You know, they just be talking. Like I, we heard this summer that you know Team Thad and and the Nike contract yeah, might be dead. Know, that there might be that's some what change. We did here. And yet I see you sitting here in Nike head we to toe, going and to a big LA Nike Friday, meeting this yeah. week. A lot of haters out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. People do. do I actually trying to predict your demise. A lot I, of folks do. I started that rumor. I started I putting it. it out there. I get it. Ernie wanted me to do it. I, oh no, that's a good friend. Er, I don't do that. Ernie like told that. me to put it out there. I would you it. would you like to address that for any of the no, haters out there or no, any of the smoke no. that was out there in it's, terms of folks it, trying to predict it, y'all's demise? No, it, it's nothing it's nothing to or your uh, demise? It's nothing to uh speak on, man. We're going to the Nike meeting this week. We're going to uh represent Tennessee again in the Nike EY Bell, and we just would like everybody's support because we're going to go hard for the city and the state, man, like we always have. Come together as one. We appreciate everybody. Uh, We appreciate everybody. What we want in the city, Team Thad has been one of the most winning programs in the history of grassroots the last decade. Yes. And every now and then you have a bump, you have COVID, but we have been the standard. And all I'm asking everybody to stay behind us, I'm asking us to have. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 